Beats, Brews, and Points of View is a product of Dream Over Reality Media and brought to you by Arctic Circle Brewing Company. What up, everybody? Good evening, good afternoon, and good night. Uh, welcome to the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast, episode 119, coming live from Plymouth. Uh, I'm your host, Eman Bates. Neil Richter, unfortunately, couldn't make it today because he's dealing with some health issues, so we wish him the best and hopefully get real. But we have a special treat for you guys. Sitting on my left, we have Eric on the mic once What's again. What's up, guys? Uh, this is different pew, pew, being pew, pew, on pew. this side of the camera and in camera. Yeah, I know this is two for two, dude. I'm say we had, to, we had to make you like the real third entourage of this show <laughs> now. Like, yeah. all right, uh, on to, to my right, man, we got a dope artist, uh, from the uh, the Ann Arbor scene, right? Yep, let's say, man, rocking the Michigan blue, yeah, blazing man. blue. Yeah, yeah not Michigan <laughs> grad, but it goes with the rest of the shit. I'm I, so. I got you, man. But yeah, uh, we got man Isaac Caster sitting by me, man. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have you, man. Uh, honestly, I've heard of you a while ago, and I think the first time I saw you was definitely the uh, the one say the 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 rap wrestling thing they had yep. in the middle of the ring. Yeah, that shit was at uh, was that Russell? Yeah, Russell Industrial Center. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, glad to have you. Uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to dig into uh, music. Ask you some questions. Uh, let's see, off the rip, should we get into, should we do birthdays and all of that, thing? knock all that stuff out first before we get into the interview and the beers? Yeah. Yep. Cool. So let's get into some stuff with the birthdays. Uh, got some birthdays and a couple RIPs. So happy birthday to uh, actor Brian Tyree Henry recently, uh, Celine Dion. Got Mariah Carey, got Eric Clapton, Marvin Gaye, Lady Gaga, NF, and that's it all I have for birthdays. And a few RIPs, uh, RIP to Estelle Harris, who you might know as uh, Mrs. Potato Head for all my 90s babies, as well as the mother of George Costanza on Steinfeld. And we have uh, country music artist C.W. McCall, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, uh, birthdays, RIPs, bless up to everybody involved, and on to the next one, man. So, uh, yeah, man, let's go with let's go with gloves off. Let's go with the latest single. Um, so I guess just a little bit about that song. Um, it's about a year old. I have been sitting on it for a minute, and I really just had decided that I couldn't sit on it for any longer. Um, it's probably pretty apparent from just the subject matter of the song. It's a lot of Lyrics about feeling isolated and kind of going crazy and that sort of shit. And uh, I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to. Um, and 
just as I'm working on finishing up a couple other different projects now, um, I was looking at what I have and I'm starting to think like, all right, I got all these great tracks that I've made um, from the last time I put up my last album, Rabbit Hole, until now um, that don't really have a home. And so I think Gloves Off and then you're going to see a few other singles like that and just kind of see where my head was at during that time period. I got you. Okay. Uh, let me ask you a couple questions, man, just about like stuff I've heard like musically and everything like that. I really enjoy your beat production first of all because it really fits like your voice and vocals and stuff like that it really gives like because how you pick your production like who what how what producers do you use um so the main producer that i work with these days is this guy Foulmouth um from detroit who is uh absolute legend if you ask me one of the best producers in the city probably my favorite producer in the city i know i'm biased but um he's got great albums out with fat father bang belushi aztec the barfly um, just to name a few. So you can check all those out on his Spotify page. His name's Foulmouth. Um, he produced the entire Rabbit Hole album, and we are working on a sequel to that right now that we're about 80% done with. Um, but I really think that, yeah, st when I started to work with him is kind of when I started to see um, shit change in my career a little bit, for sure. Gotcha. And, we'll, uh, and I believe you're under, a, was it Middle Finger Music Group, if I'm not mistaken? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, tell us about tell us about the camp. Like, what? We'll like what's uh how'd you guys get started? Like how they how did you get introduced to them? Like a little bit of background. So that's actually it. Uh, Middle Finger Music is Foulmouth's imprint. Uh, he started it with Pat Three One Three. Shout out to him as well. Um, and basically just I think their idea was to get the best spitters that they knew and try to form one collective out of them and kind of make like a Wu Tang almost type supergroup or Slaughterhouse times two. You know what I'm saying? Like a larger version of that. Um, and so. That's how I met most of those guys. I really didn't have a, a relationship with any of them beforehand. Um, I don't even remember how I met Foulmouth. Like, I feel like we just kind of um, linked up over Facebook or something. Like, he, we just saw each other's stuff and ended up getting in the studio one day and uh, ended up working out really well, and we kept working from there. Um, but shout out to all those guys, man, because they took me in with open arms pretty much instantly. That's almost like the best type of like friendships and like work relationships is like, I, mean, I don't even remember how you guys met, but I fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> yeah like, it doesn't even matter at all, straight up. Yeah, man. Uh, so I'm going to play a little bit. We're going to get back into this interview, but I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Gloves Off for those who want to hear it. While we're doing that, I'm going to toast up the uh, let's toast up some beers. We got the uh, the Perrin Beer City Rye IPA coming off. So let's pour it up, toast it up, play a little bit of this, give it a breakdown, and let's get back into the interview. Yeah, man, let's get it. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thank you. 
I really like the message of that, by the way. It's kind of just focus on your own race for the most part. And then, like, because, I mean, I feel like a lot of people get bogged down by, like, the numbers or whatever it may be. Like, because in, Instagram is just, like, uh, social media is just, like, a snapshot in the people's lives, if you think about it. And you just, like, Very have, like, the one. best, like, people take, like, the best parts of their life and put it for everybody to see. And then everybody on the outside looking in kind of, like, compares itself to that in a way. So I really like the message of that song, by the way, as well, too, when it comes to, like, that particular verse. Thanks, man. Well, I'm glad that's what you got out of that because that's definitely a big, like, it's a big thing that frustrates me just about the world in general. Like, I just feel, I'm really glad that Instagram has given you, like, the option to get rid of likes and stuff like that because I feel like people just try to portray their lives a certain way um, and leave out the negative elements. And I feel like I that kind of mindset can carry over to your music when you're creative and you kind of just start making bullshit if you think that's how the way the world's supposed to be and so um for a few years now i've been trying to like just black my head out of that bullshit and just keep it raw so i also got to shout out the producer of that track because um you're asking about who makes my beats and the guy that produced that track is actually an edm producer named sully okay um he's signed to liquid strangers with label wakan um super one of my best friends from college uh great guy even better producer um, so yeah, go check his out stuff out too if you're into uh, electronic music. Better up. You said su- Sully. Sully. Yep. Got it, man. Shout out to Sully. I did really enjoy that beat. Um, like it wasn't just like it was simple, but it it kind of like got into you, and it wasn't just you know a bunch of bass and right. you know some hi hats or something. It was it was thought out, but it was simple. Yeah, man. That's definitely the type of stuff that I like to rap over. I feel like if you have too much going on, it kind of drowns out what you're saying as a rapper. So I want I'm gonna go into the rabbit hole because that was like, yeah, like production on that was solid. By the way, like it, yeah. it very it's very alchemisty almost in a way that or like a derringer or something like that. Yep. Yep. But yeah, let me uh let's break down this beer real quick. So. Uh, we have the Beer City Rye IPA over from Perrin Brewing. I believe Perrin, I want to say, is Grand Rapids. The only reason I'm saying that because Beer City is Grand Rapids, right? Ah, uh, so know that. Yeah, man, Beer City, USA. Or that or, uh, actually, I'm sorry, it's Asheville, North Carolina, but we're Beer City, Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Comstock Park. Com- is it so Comstock Park? Like part, so, of, part of Grand Rapids. I got you. Yeah. yeah I was like, what's where Bells and stuff? Is that right? I think, or well, no, Bells is Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. There's Kalamazoo, yeah. and then they had like their main location. I thought was in Comstock. Yep, that's right. Cool, but yeah, uh, by using real rye bread, this rye IPA is so true to style. In collaboration with Beer City Bread Company, this Imperial Rye IPA has notes of biscuit and caraway seeds from the Beer City Bread toasted rye bread added directly to the mash. All balanced and. Rendicent American hops, or balanced by rendicent American hops. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, got that bready note to it. Really toasted. Got the very piney IPA like type. Uh, as you guys saw, uh, we as like guys on camera will see this, but Eric had like the dopest pour. I want to say out of that too, because it was like almost about to flow. I'm like got all the head on that one. Yeah, that was unintentional. So. <laughs> Yeah, man, what do you think? Uh, I think it's really good. I like it a lot. Um, I'm a big IPA guy, and sometimes, like, the, like, super hazy ones and, like, that the, sort of thing. The, the New like, Englands? Yeah, yeah, and, like, like when I heard that um, Bells and New Mel- Belgium were merging, I was kind of disappointed because, like, Voodoo Rangers and that kind of thing, not a fan. But uh, this, like, just, you know, simple rye IPA, I've messed with it. 
for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, I really do enjoy this. 8% ABV, so it's got that nice little buzz to it. 70 IBUs, so it's definitely on the on the bitter side like an IPA is supposed to be. Enough to kind of like punch your tongue a little bit. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy it, man. Uh, follow us on Tapped at Beats under, or Beats and Brews Pod. Untapped.com slash Beats and Brews Pod. E-Man, what was your first IPA? The first IPA I ever had? Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. Uh, that's a good question, man. It might have been, honestly, it might have been All Day from Founders. I think that's like that or Too Hard. It was like one of like the, it was like one of the more like notor- notoriety ones too, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. Too Hard was definitely my first, I think. Yeah. yeah, same. That was the first time I realized what beer, actually the very first time I realized what beer can do was, uh, they, I don't even think they make this anymore, but it was like a Miller Coors beer called Wild Blue. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but it has like a blue dog on the cover of it. I think so, yeah. That was like so. the first time I ever tasted something and I'm like, holy shit, you can taste, beer doesn't taste like piss all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, it was actually made, it was this beer made with blueberries and I'll never forget this. I'm actually, uh, I was doing an interview with some guy, like it was like 2013, 2014, like first time I tried it. And I had like a six pack, like after, like just like chilling. I was puking purple for like the whole day. Yeah, because it was like it was like eight or nine percent. I was like maybe like twenty two, twenty three at a time. So, yeah, Sounds like wine or some shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I wonder if they still make that. I'll look into that a little later. But yeah, man. Uh, let's go into your last full project, which was the rabbit hole in twenty twenty. Uh, I really enjoy that. So you have a line on here that I really enjoy, and this is like one of my biggest pet peeves to watching live shows. Uh, I believe it was in the song Regal. It was like you probably cuffed the mic. Cuffing the mic is <laughs> cuffing the mic and backing vocals are my two biggest pet peeves for live shows entirely. Like I, I, I just, it's just such a bad habit to performance. I feel yeah. like, yeah, man. So like, what's some of your, um, what's some of your pet peeves when performing? I guess like when watching something or something like you think about after like you get off stage or something. Um. Those are, you definitely knocked out, like, probably the main two. I would say rapping over vocals is, like, probably more egregious than cupping the mic. Because cupping the mic looks cool. Like, I want to do it, too. Um, but you're right. It does not sound good. It's almost that. like holding a gun sideways. Like, just like, like the whole, like, yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's it's all for the aesthetic. But um, it definitely doesn't carry over acoustically. Um, the other thing that, I guess, really annoys me is, like, and I don't know, maybe I just need to like be more selective with the shows that I accept, but I like can't stand like getting to a show that I'm doing like it's a favor for somebody almost and then like it's twelve thirty at night and I still haven't gone on and like there's ten people left and it's like Ooh. I'm not even like like you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm it's still dealing with that at this stage of my The career, overloaded so. <laughs> the overloaded set list. Oh man, I was like that. Like it'll be like four or five cats on the bill, and then like, but cats will want to start late because they want to wait for their friends to get there, or they want to look cool on Instagram, so they want to have a big crowd to take pictures of, and it's like, man, let's just fucking rock out. Yeah. Try and go home. <laughs> I feel you, man. All right, so let's go into the rabbit hole. Uh, back in 2020, this project came out. Uh, I got a chance to listen to it. It's definitely a lot of substance on here, which I really enjoy too in music. Cause you don't, there's people that like rap just to like, kind of like, you know, to stunt rap and stuff like that. And then there's stuff like, it doesn't seem like your bag, which I really enjoy by the way. Like yeah. I really like a message and substance in music. Uh, yeah. Let's take us through it, man. What's the, uh, what's the overall like message of this one? Um, well, I think there is like, I'll always have a decent amount of just like, 
bragging raps just because I like to put words together. And so I don't even really necessarily care as much about what I'm saying. But overall, they're like, I do want my projects to have a theme and a lot of the songs to have a concept. You're not going to get that on every single song. Um, but I do like to strike a balance. But I would say this one was probably my most personal project, just talking about like as far as bad relationships go um, and addiction and just like that transition um, from being a college student into an independent adult. Um, just like all the fucking twisted shit that was going around in my head during that time period. Um, just a little snapshot. Of How my old life. are you currently? I'm 26. I'll be 27 in the fall. Man. Okay. So I was listening to nine uh, Rabbit Hole, 99 Bottles, and speaking of addiction, because we were going, to, it was yeah. going to that, like, because I, I mean myself, like I got family members who deal with things like that too. So Same. it is a genetic thing. I want to throw that out there, mind you. As you know, I'm drinking my IPA right now, <laughs> but it's still like, but it's one of those things is where like I really like that message is super underrated as far as like people who don't like take the time to like take breaks or even just stay away from it if you know how it affects you type deal man so uh just take us to that like because that seemed like a very personal track so yeah um i've definitely had my issues uh in the past with drinking too much and then doing insane things that i regret um luckily it's never been anything uh, more consequential than like losing like friendships or relationships, which can happen sober or drunk. Um, but uh, it's something that I'm conscious of and have been trying to nip in the bud, which I mean, you point out we're drinking, but the way I look at it is like, I don't drink hard liquor anymore. Um, and the way I'm able to kind of like, kind of keep that shit in check for myself is yeah, just having a couple IPAs and keeping it at that um, makes it so I don't have to worry about getting fucked up and, getting in a car or, you know, any of that shit. Like, I'm just always going to be... I can have fun and have a good time with everybody else, um, but I think that's important. If you are going to choose to not be completely sober, it's just knowing what your limits are and how to balance that. That's what's up, man. Uh, name five songs. I do love that one because you kind of call out the uh, the casual fan and say, like, oh, my God, <laughs> I love you! And they're like, okay, name five songs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not even something that happens to me, really, like, but it's, um, I think it was just, like, a funny punchline I thought of, and I just, like, converted it into a hook, um, but that's probably my most successful song, I would say, um, definitely probably has the most commercial appeal out of anything on that album, um, more modern sounding than a lot of the vibes on there, um, but I think it's also a really cool, weird-sounding sample that uh, it doesn't sound like anything else really out there. So anytime you're going to get like some newer flavor from me, I'm going to try to do some shit that other people aren't doing. Gotcha. One thing I do love, too, because I, as Eric will tell you, like I am a huge sucker for concept albums, too. Mm-hmm. Like I really, like, I really love the storytelling aspect of music because I feel like there's so many... Because when I, even when I make my own music and stuff like that, like people are getting like, part of like my consciousness in a way and stuff like that and like how I think and like my process and stuff like that because it makes it really personable and relatable and I feel that same way with you when I listen to this project and like as well so I want to know what your process is like when you go into like making a full album in a way like what uh like what are you listening to like what's the actual plan like is it like a kind of like a snapshot of things like currently is this like some stuff from like you know just 
stuff you don't want to talk about and like in person and then put it in the music like what, what, what what's going on yeah i would say uh it's definitely easier for me to like actually start making progress on an album when i have stuff in my life to talk about um that's why my musical output during coke i know a lot of people were super productive but me personally i didn't really have anything going on i was in the house and working from home so <laughs> uh not seeing people not going to shows not playing shows so like my what everything that my life kind of revolves around wasn't there and so um now yeah i would say it's definitely like kind of how i have to um approach it at this point as far as doing um full projects and then like work on individual songs um i really like to do the one producer at a time thing like i was during covid working on like a album with the because i wanted to get a bunch of my homies on there because there's so many different talented producers i'm friends with that i want to work with really bad um and i was just having a hard time like cohesively putting it together but when you have somebody that's like actually composing the music and it's kind of a soundboard for like tying it all together making shit cohesive um and you kind of have like all right this will work here and like you kind of have an honest yes man almost is like how i look at somebody like foul mouth or um, somebody like change. I love that t- term, honest yes man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have those around, man. You put out bullshit. <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, let me see what else I got for you. Do you what do you listen to when you're going into like the booth, like before, like say day before, day of? Are you listening to rap? Are you listening to any other genres? What are you What are you listening to? Yeah, both. I mean, I always got. I always try to keep a good amount of rap in my palate just to like keep my like ideas sharp not that i'm like taking ideas from other people but just like my like if i go a long time and i'm just like listening because i'm into all kinds of shit like jam band because my dad's a huge jam band fan and um you uh, you're a deadhead yeah <laughs> I am, yeah and in the fish and all that shit but like um if i'm if like if i go like a week without listening to some like lyrical rap and then i try to go to write a rap i'm like not gonna be as sharp i gotta like I guess I don't know. Maybe I don't know if like basketball players watch Sports Center to stay in the mood, or, but just sort of that thing. Um, but yeah, I like to. Honestly, I usually just have my entire Spotify library on shuffle, and whatever it throws at me, it'll be songs that I added ten years ago, songs that I added two weeks ago. So okay, hmm. yeah, anything? Um, hey, like what? What got you into like the projects you're doing now? Like what kicked all of this off like just rapping in general mm-hmm. yeah um so uh i mo- my whole family is i was born in indiana my whole family um outside of, like my parents and sisters is from <laughs> oh, sorry that's my grandmother oh it's okay grandma <laughs> um so i've moved around a lot um i lived in the suburbs of chicago in naperville when i was from ages like six to eight um and my neighbor across the street um was really into hip-hop and then once I moved out here uh, to Ann Arbor, um, he came and visited me, and it, like I think it was like Christmas, New Year's Eve, like that weekend, and he like wrote a rap for me to recite, and like from then on, I started writing my own stuff. So I've been doing it literally since 2004 when I was nine. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's sweet. Yeah, but as far as like how I kind of got into the scene, like so from that point until probably like eighth grade, I was kind of like rapping in secret because like I would kind of like I would tell family members or friends would find out but i'm like this 
12 year old white kid so everyone's making fun of me for it so <laughs> did not want people to know but uh there's this teen center in ann arbor called the neutral zone that my mom found out about and um they had an mc workshop program there so i got to go wait there. what that's a, that's is that still a thing uh i believe so. i mean the neutral zone is still a thing i don't know if the mc workshop is still running i hope so that'd be cool i would think so um so i need more people to get hip to that that'd be that'd be sick oh yeah, yeah. absolutely man I like I wanted that to be my job at one point because like a bunch of my homies are like were my OGs. Um, they're not homies now. Like that was like they got paid to teach kids how to rap basically every week. So hmm. it's a pretty cool um, thing that they do there. But I just got to meet a bunch of kids mostly in high school. So they were a few years older than me. But that was my first time being around like other people that rapped. And then from there, like doing open mics and then playing shows at the blind pig. And then, yeah, it just kind of snowballs, you know. All right, so I asked about this at the very beginning of the episode, and I kind of want to dig in deeper just because it was so dope watching this. Whose idea was the uh, the battle, the hip-hop battle royale? Oh, um, I want to say that was Joseph Coney Island. Okay. Who, that, that venue in the uh, the Russell, the collab, he owns that spot. That's what's up. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's dope, man. He does a lot for the scene. Yeah. Um, I saw him at, I think it was Fat Father's release party, and we were just talking about doing a show, like, I think we were maybe talking about doing something at like the Imagine at Royal Oak or something. He's like, man, I got this spot, the Russell, we could do. And I'm like, man, that would be what's up. And so, yeah, we got Crimson Alchemist and Dango Four Lane. And uh, that was definitely one of the best shows I've ever been a part of. It was like, because I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about WrestleMania because that's like, that was yesterday and then today too, uh, before we wrap up for sure. Uh, I'm a big wrestling fan. So, I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I really just enjoy, one, the aesthetic of that because yeah. that was really dope. It was a really great turnout. Uh, that was my introduction to you, like just like seeing you live and stuff like that. And I think who put me on was a former guest of ours, Danae. Well, oh, that's yeah, how I actually yeah. that's who actually got I got I got, I got a hip to you because of that. So oh, word. so shout out to Danae, episode yeah, 100. Danae. Uh yeah man, it was it was a dope night. So uh let's see here. What else can we ask? I got some questions for you as far as what style like style-wise, like who do you, who are you looking up to like in music? Like it doesn't have to just be rap, just like in general. Um like musically or yeah, musically um, or in general i would say um i really draw a lot of inspiration these days from i mean mf doom inspired me so much i got him on my arm the mad villain yeah. yeah so i definitely gotta uh say him um jay electronica is a big one for me um he doesn't have a ton of work out there but the body of work that he does have out um and the singles uh have really done a lot for the way that i try to go about um making shit um big earl sweatshirt fan as well his more recent projects where he's kind of gone and done some more like kind of weird alternative production um i'm big fan of those albums um big fan of action bronson's approach um and the way he like mixes humor into shit i've definitely tried to incorporate more of that because i feel like even um a producer i was working with one time said to me like you know all the great movies like there are even serious movies like there's always going to be little funny moments little elements of humor um sprinkled in and i feel like that's not something that is always applied to music but it's something that i've been trying to do so that's what's up man uh see one thing about two i was actually checking out what other song was on here just like the overall like i'm trying to figure out the overall like actual message like what's the overall message you're trying to like get out of your music like for the listener 
Um, if there is like one, I mean, obviously it switches with song and song. To yeah, song, for so. sure. Yeah. Um, I guess my message would just try to be um, my point of view because I don't think that like because I've tr- tried. I thought about this answer before, like what message do I want to put out there and. I think the conclusion I've reached a lot of the time is like I don't really have the answers to shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I go back and listen to old soul, and a lot like I feel like a lot of the songs I'm like trying to um, kick a lot of life shit, and I'm like, man, I don't even agree with that <laughs> like <laughs> approach anymore. So um, I ba- it's basically like you know we talk about like the snapshots of time and stuff like that's basically what you're gonna get out of any um, part of my any of my songs at any given moment is just kind of what I'm going through then that's the best answer you could have gave me I'm gonna be honest with you because the best thing I would say like because nobody knows anything like the fact that if you once you admit that you don't know things but you act like but and you don't and kind of like make it more personable and like the element to it I mean people fuck with you more I feel like yeah so that like it's just more one of those things where it's just like a it's more like a like a genuine like Bill to your music, I would say in a way where you make it like relatable and kind of like digestible in a way. It shows that you're human. Exactly. Yeah. Like humani- or mm-hmm. humble or humanize it. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. almost freeing in a way. Like I feel like if you feel like you have to set, portray a certain music and put out a certain image, it's like um, you're going to be confined in what you feel you can do artistically and it's not going to come off as real and it's going to feel contrived. Um, and so... A lot of the shit I say, like, it might be raw and I might not be that well thought out, um, but it's going to be something that I honestly thought. So, Welcome to podcasting. Yep, yeah. <laughs> That's why I love listening to uh, podcasts, too. Oh, what other pods are you listening to these days? Uh, I do listen to Rogan, I'm not going to lie. Okay. He's got a lot of guests I like, um, like Freddie Gibbs and that sort of thing. Wait, Freddie Gibbs is on Rogan? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> roasting about the N-word thing the whole time. It's hilarious. Oh, that's, that sounds like a Gibbs thing to do. Yeah. Um, I uh, Why am I drawing blanks now? Um, I'm really into like, like I listen to Woodward Sports all day long while I'm working. Um, a lot of comedian podcasts like Tom Segura's and Bill Burr. Um, I used to like Hannibal Burris a lot. He, I think, stopped making as many episodes, but like he would do like freestyles on the theremin and stuff, and I love that whole like kind of musical freestyle aspect. I wish there was more of that out there. And did you see Bill Burr when he was in Detroit back in November? No, I didn't. Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh man, that I'm was jealous. that was a fantastic show. Like he went off on everybody and anyone oh yeah i believe it yeah. i love the equal opportunity hate mm-hmm. i love that and when comedians do that just go for everybody yeah. yeah bill burr is the best at it have you watched uh what's the show he has on netflix f is for family like the animated no, one no i don't know how i haven't because it's been out forever i'm a big fan of his and i just haven't checked it out i for think it reason. just wrapped up like either end of last year or beginning of this year or something like that show's pretty great like I highly recommend it. Sure. If you like the Netflix, you know, all, all animation lineup like that, like Big Mouth, BoJack, stuff like that. Yeah, I was yeah. a big BoJack guy. Dude, I can't say enough good things about the show BoJack Horseman. Like, yeah, man, it's a great. You know, what is it? I've, I've seen like the ads, but I've never actually watched it. About BoJack? Yeah. You want to get a quick synopsis of BoJack? Sure. Go okay. For it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So BoJack Horseman is he's he was a ch- he's pretty much like a. Bob Saget like type figure, I guess in a way where okay. he was like this like children. It was like it was like a family TV show. Like he was like the dad to these orphans or whatever. And that was like twenty years uh, in the past where this takes place. 
And then they fast forward. It's just like him as this like kind of like depressed, alone, alcoholic, like horror, still trying to find his way like back to like the star, that spotlight for the most part. Okay. Uh, and he just does a lot of shady like fuck shit, I guess, along the way. But yeah. I guess is that a fair synopsis of it? Yeah, basically. It's like, <laughs> like fair... Yeah, like washed up, like not child actor, but like yeah, family actor, and he's just like yeah, hmm. yeah. But it's really deep and like just talks a lot about life and that sort of shit. And as someone who goes through, I, I feel like um, as a somewhat public figure, like I go through ups and downs of that shit, and so it's definitely relatable. All right. So I know you listen to the show. So uh, are you familiar with our something old, something new segment? Yes. All right, let's break it down, man. We are going into something old. Oh man, I haven't done this in a long time. Should we? Should we cue this? Uh, yeah, I can edit it in post. Yeah. You about to? Something, 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 something new, 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 new. We don't have a theme yet, so I just do that, and then we just add reverb to it later. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't have a theme yet. <laughs> All right, so uh, in the something old, something new segment, I believe we kicked it off with something old last week. Well, we're gonna go something old this week. Uh, should I go? Do you want to go? Uh, let's have Isaac start. Isaac, you want to start it off with some old music? Yeah, sure. Um, something that I came like I, that I've known about for a while that I knew was good, but I didn't really realize like there were certain. I've only had heard bits and pieces of it. Um, I started listening to the Bubba Sparks album, Deliverance. Oh, um, man. And there's a track on there called uh, My Tone. And that might be one of Timbaland's best beats. Like, <laughs> I've just had that joint on repeat. Was that the uh, the album that... Oh, yeah, it had the single Deliverance on there, right? Yep, yeah. I was like, I'm going to guess... I'm, gonna pull, I'm about to pull it up in a second, but I'm going to guess. Was that like 03? Yes. Man, I was like, wow. So you, you say you're 26 now? Yeah, so I was like... You were young when that came out. Yeah, like, I, I don't think I was up on that, but like I've just studied so much over the years, like just listening to shit that I didn't get to hear on the radio. Um, I might have missed my radar at that time. And it's like, yeah, I never run out of new stuff to listen to. That's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah oh, 03, oh shit, yeah. All right, and you said, what single was it? Uh, or not single, but what's My song? Tone. It's my like Tone. Towards the end. Got it. Yeah, I don't think I ever listened to this whole album. To be honest with you, I, I mean, I knew who Bubba Sparks was. And obviously, Miss New Booty came after that and stuff like that. But he was known for like, but before that, like the actual single itself was, uh, yeah, he had like that more like the spiritual message to it. And then he went to the booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pay the bills. Man. I, I dig it, man. Uh, oh shit, he was with Interscope. I I do remember Bubba Sparks in that video. What was it, Def Jam Vendetta? Yeah. Oh shit, he probably was in that game. <laughs> All right, Nobody man. Nobody was touching Fat Joe in that game, though. That or uh, what was my man's name? Not Sticky Fingers. Who was it? Uh, the main guy who was fighting against Snoop. Uh, the main villain. He wasn't like a real character. He wasn't like a real rapper. No. He was like, I forget his name. I actually used to fuck shit up with DMX in that game, now that I think about it. All right, but yeah, let's go into a little bit of my tone from uh, Bubba Sparks. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll be damned if I ain't the slickest fun gun y'all seen. Walking like I swallowed up the pharmacy of Walgreens. Never did I love her, sorry, baby, it was all clean. Who you think you're dealing with? It's Jimmy Mathis all spring. 40 hours deep on an 80 hour tab. Knock it out, put on my boots, and get the hell up out of there. You know what rappers rule in and out before the snare. And as far as party shots, watch that shit up out your hair. Stop, drop, pop, lock, dodge, ram, got knock, six, twelve, four amps, three slush, twats, hot. Told you once, hot shot, you done ran me too hot. Reach inside that toolbox, this is where the feud stops. on that was dope yeah that beat is bars fire. were dope that age pretty well it doesn't sound like 03 i really like that yeah it's like that's some shit that i would rap on now and like the way he comes on that track the just bought the pharmacy at walgreens like that's some shit i would say like i love that track. i'm just thinking about like that 03 era and that was definitely was that that was bubba sparks is from atlanta right yeah okay so yeah that was like that dirty south like crunk era like style like when with well, that and like 50 was out too so that's that, probably where it, Interscope's priorities were at the time. Yeah, it just doesn't sound like 2003, and that's probably for the best, I guess, in a way. <laughs> yeah. For certain things. Yeah, I, but, I got like a whole like, I don't, I don't know how to describe. I have this like image in my head, that, like where that song would be playing, and it's like, it's like early summer, like you just get out of school and you're just like cruising down the road with the windows open, all your friends like on the way to like a bowling alley or something. Yep. I get. I get montage vibe for like if you're like in some kind of like move like a never back down or like a creed mm-hmm. or something like that. It's like yeah. the montage, like when he's like training for the fight or some yeah, shit. Yeah, I bumped that shit in the gym <laughs> for sure. Oh, uh, hell yeah. All right. Uh, you want me to kick this off? Or you want to kick it off? Uh, I'll just work down the line. You can go next. Work down the line. All yeah. right. So this is, I guess, both a something old and something new for me because I actually recently just got hip to him. I played them at the top of the podcast, and I'm I'm wearing their merch right now because I'm really obsessed with them. Shout out to my friend Danielle who took me to the Grandson concert this past uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, this past Wednesday, and the opening act was this uh, girl uh, rock duo actually from across the pond, across the, in the UK, called the Nova Twins, who are absolutely fucking amazing. Uh, the lead guitarist and vocal, the lead guitarist and vocalist, who I got it queued up here. Is uh, Georgia South and her sister Amy Love, who was the bassist of that. And then they have a drummer who was really dope too. Their bassist had like some weird effect on their, like on their vocals, man. Or not on the vocals, but on the actual like instrument itself that sounded like some synth. Like, let me see, I thought they had like a synth machine going, but no, it was the bass. And I don't know what pedal she used. I don't know what effect she used, but it was trippy as fuck. And it like brought me in. And I really, really enjoy it. I love their sound. And I'm not going to lie. I definitely, when I was buying the merch line, I was, they were there like to give in autographs and photos and stuff like that. And I'm kind of shy. Like, I, I love your music, but I don't know if I want, <laughs> I, I, I'm scared to ask for a photo. I didn't ask for a photo, but like they were really dope. Like, so I just want to give them a shout out. Uh, they got a new fan in me, but I'm going to play their uh, project from, or I'm going to play a single off their project from uh, 2020 called Who Are the Girls? And let's rock out Not My Day from the Nova Twins.
Check them out after Dude, this. Dude, they are so yeah. dope. I honestly like. I, I'm get. I'm trying. My goal is to now get more people here to them. I'm gonna do a grandson breakdown next week because I I want to spend a little bit more time with that album. It came out last year, but I'm just recently like starting to unpack it. So yeah, shout out to shout out to Nova Twins, man. They were dope. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, definitely a new fan of me. Yep. Oh, oh, this is on me e now. E money. Oh boy. E money. What you got? I want to throw a curveball on this and go away from the like hip hop world. We're gonna do some Bob Seger. Ah, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> uh, Hollywood Nights. I think that was what was that like late seventies? It was like nineteen seventy six. I think it came out. Hollywood Nights. You're usually our Google guy, so yeah. <laughs> I gotta behave. I'm in front of the camera this week. I know, right? Still crazy to me. Yeah, 1978, buddy. Oh, 78? Yeah. Oh, it's two years off. Uh, I mean, still in yeah. the same decade, so yeah. that's, that's still good to me. Uh, yeah, I just grew up listening to Bob Seger, courtesy of my parents. So I fuck with it, man. Yeah. All and right. it's, Ann Arbor it's, represent. Mm-hmm. Hey. Pioneer High School. Ann Arbor. The, what, what, what's their mascot again? The Pirates? Is that it? Uh, I think it was Pioneers. Pioneers? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, said co- I know their colors are purple. Yep. <laughs> Does, right. does Bob Seger still live in the area? I know he's always been like a Detroit guy, but I, I'm guessing he probably has at least a piece of property out here. But I don't know if he's out here full time. Because hmm. he was, he's from like Midland or something, right? He was well, born. He, he in, went to high school in Ann Arbor. Oh, okay. He is born May sixth, nineteen forty-five. Almost birthday coming up in Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit, according oh. to what I just googled. Damn, okay. Yeah. Uh, as far as he still live out here, I don't know. Yeah. yeah anyway, uh, what song are we playing there, Eric? Let's do Hollywood Nights. Oh, off the top? The mm-hmm. title track? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> oh man, I didn't, I didn't even think about that till just now. <laughs> Whoops! All Ooh, right, one of my homies for the new track. <laughs> <laughs> Who's his label? Bob Seger. Yeah. Let me see here. 
when he at the time of this hideout right oh capital no oh, okay yeah. oh you probably should bleep that out too beep 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 beep, beep. <laughs> all, right. all right guys we're going to something new some new music that dropped uh yeah what we got i'm gonna go with uh back two times or back two x by uh benny the butcher hey this uh album tan talk for Definitely, probably my favorite album so far to drop this year. The Derringer beats on here are top notch. I'm gonna just go as far as to say Stove Guy might be my one of my new favorite rappers. Period, oh yeah, by the way, he's legit as fuck. I I really enjoy this project, especially Johnny P's Caddy was like one of my favorite tracks on this album. Oh, period. Man. That J Cole verse is like life changing. I'll probably go <laughs> to hell if Jesus asked for a feature. I love that. Man, I I'm kind of pissed because like I got the one of the songs I was talking about all these songs I got in the stash. Like, I got one where I kind of have a similar like rhyme scheme. It's uh, smooth it out like wrinkle release. I wink at the reaper. This shit is deeper than a crease in my sneaker. Your shit is garbage. I charge and then delete to feature. Let's get it started. It's greasier than a piece of pizza. And I had that for like a year, and now like but I feel like it's kind of similar to what Jay Cole did. <laughs> so I don't know if I can still put that, that cadence. I mean. You never know. Yeah, right. Not everybody will pick up on that, but I don't, you know what I mean? I mean, I guess now. Now that it's on the record. Beat me to the feature <laughs> Reaper fucking shit. I got you, man. But uh, yeah, let's play Back Two Times with Benny the Butcher featuring Stove God Cooks. Hey, yo, from now on, niggas yep. gotta call me the Pirates, man. Hey, yo, yo, yo. I gotta stamp that shit. Niggas trying to take my shit. Mr. Pyrex, man, that's me, nigga. Hey, yo, feel what I'm saying? The butcher, nigga. Hey, yo, I know what y'all want. Y'all want me back on that danger shit, nigga. I know what y'all niggas want. Mr. Pyrex, man. Coming, nigga? You know what I do with a fork, nigga. Ah, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm eating caviar off Chibata that chopped in. When I quit the guys, I fed off narcotics, then got slim. My style mixed with Bodie James now and Tupac then. Don't compare me to no nigga that's not in the top ten. And all that weird rapper shit, and they not near half as this. Be in my ear capping while I'm focused on the tear after this. Put out a number one, then another one, less than a year after it. I'm humble, but you fucking bum should be somewhere practicing. These Cartiers with the diamond solitaire hazardous. I swear these Holes fall out the air as soon as they stare at the shit. Square packages, I stepped on them. Stairmaster bricks. Yes, that's arguably one of my favorite rap albums, probably this year, by the way, Definitely. too. I mean, you know, with the Benny album, you know what you're going to get. Like, as far as like that goes, but like this production was just. His albums compared to like say like the little Lucy stuff he puts out is just something. Di- it, it's just different. Dog. It's just some. It's a different energy to it. I really enjoy him. And then Conway's album earlier this year too was great too. So it took called my Griselda camp. But. Yeah, I really thought that Conway album like should have been talked about more. Like just the shit he talked about on there. Like he was getting real personal. Stress, depression. Yeah, yeah, and like dealing with the Bell's palsy and shit. Like. That was a really good project. It's a different side of Conway than... I mean, I know we playing Benny and stuff like that, but going to touch on the Conway album because, you know, same camp. But it's... Yeah, it was definitely a different side to it than, like, the typical, like, shit you hear from them. And I really enjoy that because, I mean, it's like that... Like, I I love music with substance. I love music with a message. So it definitely added, like, a value to it that wasn't there previously. Yeah. I thought it was... Like, I wonder, like... I thought it was interesting that that was all on his shady debut. Like, I wonder if that was something M told him to do. Like, you know, like, mm. tap into that a little bit more because that's a lot of something M does on his shit. I don't know. Another episode where we didn't fail to mention 
Eminem. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm gonna say we have so we have a running count of like people like that we mention every episode. Eminem's on that list. Tyler the Creator's on that list. Uh, who there's there's a number of people we have. Yeah. Mac Miller was on there for the longest mm-hmm. time. We finally started filtering out R.I.P. Mac, but except for just now. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you guys didn't ask me who the first person I opened for was. <laughs> was it Mac Miller? Yeah. Really? When the hold up? No, hold the fuck up. When was that? Yeah, you got to tell us this. I was a freshman in high school. I was still going by the name Game Boy, and this was Mac Miller's uh, kicking incredibly dope shit tour, like when he first dropped. So kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was uh, Blizzard, middle of the winter, and so his bus was running like an hour late, and so I was the only opener, and I was fucking terrified, dude. Like, (laughs) it did not go good. (laughs) Um, But it was, like, good as as far as getting my name out there, because that place was packed to the brim. Like, I don't know that I've seen the the blind pig that packed before. Um, And so, yeah, I got to meet him that night, hang out with him for 30 minutes or something in the green room, and... Yeah, that's definitely uh, something I'm very proud to have done, <laughs> dude. I oh man, <laughs> we should have. St- oh man, you got uh, email that's, speechless over here. I am because I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge Mac Miller fan. So it's like, damn, dog, that's that's actually really dope. So this was, yeah, kids album. So that was like, or not kids album, kids mixtape. So that was like when he first first got started. Yep. Damn. Wow. That's really cool, man. Yeah, I'm trying to find a picture of it right now because yeah, I was young as hell, man. Who else? Who else have you opened for? Now I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm digressing for something new real quick because I now I'm curious. Uh, shit, Pusha T, uh, Gibbs, Big Crit, um, Joey Badass, uh, ICP. Um, How was the ICP Logic. one? ICP was cool uh, as fuck. Um, so that one was actually during COVID, um, two nights before Christmas. Like my mom had told me, if you're going to come here for Christmas, you got to quarantine for two weeks straight and you can't. So this night, um, I'm like wrapping up with work and I'm about to (laughs) go over there. My parents live two and a half hours away now. And, um, I get a call and it's, uh, L club and they're like, Hey, we need an opener for this ICP live stream Christmas party tonight. Um, we've also got like a hundred people, like a hundred capacity cap tonight. Like this is pre vaccine and shit. And, um, so I was like, Hey mom, I'm sorry if you don't want me to come for Christmas, <laughs> like, <laughs> I understand, but I got asked open for the insane clown posse. So I kind of have to <laughs> prayers up for violent J by the way, too. I know he yep. has some health issues. Definitely. So, yep. A uh, friend of ours, like, fr- like friend, like he works at the studio, Brandon, who lives in L.A. now, but he was engineering their most recent album, too. So, oh, like, okay. I know Hell he dealt yeah. with them a lot, and so he, to- he told us about that before that news broke. So, prayers out to them. Hopefully, you know, things are okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they're doing Gathering the Juggalos and stuff, and I've been seeing him post videos, and he looks to be at least up and moving around. That's so. good. Yeah, that's, yep. really, that's really prayers good. Prayers up, though. Yeah, because I know they limit touring, right? Because I, I think they're going to do, like, oh, I know they do, like, maybe one or two shows a year, but they're doing, like, more, like, live stream stuff, and yeah. they make more. I know they probably make more in merch than anything, so. Yeah, that's where all the money's at, yeah. straight up. Yeah, man. Um, Well, shit. All right, let's go into something, my something new, I guess. Uh, I had, this artist I've really never even heard before. I kind of put him on, and but it was a really, really dope R&B album. Uh, this artist called Old Henry that I checked out. The album was called My Turn to Be King. 
uh 15 tracks long it's it's a vibe man it's like a lot of uh it's a, it seems like a lot of growth in this album as far as the progression from it from track one to track 15 it kind of starts off with like him kind of i guess because the um cover is like him like putting on a crown and stuff like that so it really starts off with him like kind of like this like almost like imposter syndrome like thing where like this shit can't be real to like you know kind of accepting like what's in reality right, right now so i really i really enjoy the vibe of it uh i hopefully looking forward to hearing more stuff from him but i'm gonna play the track let's go worth it featuring journey uh from o henry on the my turn to be king album gym and i was not because i didn't know what to expect i didn't know what he did i didn't know anything about that and that's usually where i get most of my music done is either in the gym or driving because i drive a lot for my job and it was a vibe man if i don't switch a song or like ch- change it like that like just let it play i'm like okay you you got some shit here and i like that mm-hmm. all right yeah, hey, e-money what we got um e-plow was a song i don't know when it came out i didn't look that much into it but it came across a like a just random spotify list the other day so it's new to me that's called sunroof um, by nikki your like y-o-u-r-e nikki your featuring daisy yeah yeah it's uh it's like one of those and like a cruising in the car kind of song okay yeah like yeah, that like first good day of spring weather it's kind of what it of a vibe got that, for it. Got that childish Gambino feels like summer. But mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right, I dig it. Uh let's get it wrong. We got Nikki Yor featuring Daisy, a track called Sunroof. Came out oh yeah, 2021. That's cool. Okay. All cool. right, let's rock it. Got some forces on in the, in the car work. <laughs> Yeah, we're driving down the freeway at night 
I see exactly. So it's got like that bouncy vibe to mm-hmm. it, where it's like one of those ones, one of the, some of that production where you hear, and you can never be in a bad mood on it because it's like really like upbeat and like kind of like poppy in a way. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, yeah, this gives me warm, warm weather vibes. Yeah, yep. and I don't I've probably mentioned a couple times now with songs like I and I go back to like the car, like that's where I listen to pretty much all my music because like. I don't drive a lot for my job anymore, but I like I enjoy driving, so I'm just always out cruising around and just find songs that fit the mood. I dig it. I'm gonna yeah. say you gotta kind of like match the uh, match the the ride to the vibe, or mm. match the vibe to the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig that. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see here. So in other news, Final Four just happened last night. And I saw Duke got eliminated, which means that Coach K is officially retiring from coaching. Yeah, uh, shout out to him. Obviously, been a part of the Duke's program forever at this point. Yeah, uh, you know, prayers up and hopefully the next stage of your career or next stage of life, you know, happy retirement. WrestleMania just happened last night and tonight. I got to see Stone Cold wrestle in 2022, which is insane, by the way. I really want to know where can I apply to be Stone Cold's beer thrower. So I'm not uh, really like familiar with wrestling. When was the last time he wrestled before this? I uh, when did Stone Cold retired. I want to say like, not nah, like maybe like less than ten years ago. Let's say less, maybe like six, seven, something okay. like that. Yeah, something around there. It was definitely before like I was in high school. I want to say it was around that time. So gotcha. that's kind of a big deal when he came back to WrestleMania, and then they retired the Undertaker too. So that was a gotcha. big thing. Uh, on tonight as well. Got the Grammys on tonight. Uh, who's who's on the Grammys tonight? Who's performing? By the time you guys hear this, everything will be out. By the way, so I, I didn't even know they were going on until like a couple hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> shows how I, I saw like are. I mean I just saw like the categories. I mean that I kind of care about, but I really you know. Grammys are the Grammys these days, yeah. so it's like one of those things. Who's up for rap album? Best rap album, I believe, off top of my head, I know Kanye for uh, his album. I know that, uh, I want to say J. Cole is up there for the off season. Tyler's up there for Call Me If You To Get Lost. Uh, agree. I want I want Cole to win for the off season really bad, but I, Tyler's probably going to, if he doesn't take that, I'll be pissed. Just because Call Me If You Get Lost was a great album. It was so good. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me see. I just want to check the performers out. Dua Lipa, Megan Thee Stallion, Quest. Oh, Quest Love. Shout out to Quest Love, by the way, for winning that Oscar. By yeah, the way, man. Summer of Soul. Did you Did you check out Summer of Soul? No, I gotta watch it, dude. Highly recommended. Uh, the Mavis Staple performance was um, breathtaking, dog. Like Mavis Staples is. Um, just her vocals, dog, are just so. Wait, dope. does that say ludicrous in that list? Where like down at the that bottom paragraph? It does. Oh yeah, after Dua Lipa says ludicrous. <laughs> Wait, ludicrous <laughs> is playing the Grammys. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jared, I see Jared Leto. I see Lenny Kravis, Dua Lipa. 
Billy Porter. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. I mean, <laughs> 30 seconds. Was it 30 seconds of Mars? Yeah. I'm going to say, I heard nothing but bad things about Morbius, speaking of Jared Leto. Yeah, so have I. <laughs> That's why I'm wondering. Like, what <sighs> Come on, Marvel. I mean... I, I don't mind him as an actor. I, I don't mind Jerry Leto as an actor. I really don't. It's I just he like was the... really good in uh, Dallas Buyers Club when he played the um, uh, transgender. He also has a really good movie called Mr. Nobody, if you ever check that one out, too. Uh, I think I've heard of it. I got to check it out. Mr. Nobody was cool. Obviously, the most depressing movie made all time, Requiem for a Dream, he was in. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah, Grammys are tonight, guys. So who is up for who said best rap album or best melodic rap? Which oh, is a I different category. I didn't know I that was now. a new thing. Now, I'm glad they made the distinction. Um I guess I'd be more curious in best rap. Let's see. The nominees last year were incredible. It was like Royce, J Alec, um, Freddie Gibbs. Let me see. We have J. Cole, The Offseason, Drake, CLB. Oh, 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 CLB oh, Drake withdrawed. He did? Yeah, I actually Why? didn't know that. Honestly, I, I I did not like CLB. I'm gonna just throw it out there. Like there's a few songs on there that was cool, but I'm not mad at him for doing it. Yeah. But, uh King's Disease Two, which Nas took it last year. Or not last year. Well yeah, he, yeah, he did. He did one last year for King's Disease, right? Yeah, he won it. Yep, that's right. I think so. Uh Tyler, call me if you get lost, and then Donda. Yeah. So I think the other Nas album should be nominated. The Oh, Magic. the Magic one? I think that I, one was better. So, is the Grammy cut off like October, or November, is, yeah. some shit? Because that came out like December, right? It was That'd like be crazy devil. if you won it three years in a row. <laughs> I, especially Nas, who got shunned for like so long, and then like yeah. as soon as he tipped, like how you were talking about like teaming up with that one producer, him and Hit Boy, man, and just exactly, been like on yeah. a tear. Because that's the thing people would always say about Nas is his beat selection, but I feel like now you can't really say that anymore. No the beats he's been picking out are nuts. I, I've said that. I'm not gonna lie. I've definitely and I've Everybody gotten has. to I've definitely gotten to fights with Neil over Don's beat selection <laughs> yeah. before. But yeah, I mean I I don't think it's as bad worse. as people say, but I, I get it. It just didn't say it. to me and I, this is my thing, is Nas is always gonna be a top tier like lyrical MC. Like as far as lyrics, as far as substance, as far as storytelling, he is always like God tier as far as that. I just feel like his productions did not match his like voice and what he was trying to get across. And that was always my issue with that. Yeah. However, uh I mean my, with that said, there was definitely like great so I mean obviously there was great songs from like he did, but like the the all the hit boy shit is just he smokes it every single time. King's Z's one, two, the magic album. All the like the little I think they're gonna do more stuff together. Like why wouldn't they? So yeah, I'm with it, man. Uh, we got to see him live, by the way, too. He was uh with Roy CPMD and uh oh Fox Theater. Yep, at the Fox. Yeah, me and my dad were talking about going to that, and we didn't make it happen. Tickets were pretty pricey for Upper Deck. Yeah, yeah, I think we pay like about a hundred or something like that. So I feel it. And I like I didn't. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to. Oh, Wale. No disrespect, but yeah, I don't know why Wale was on that bill. <laughs> you know, I didn't get that. On top of that, Wale was actually going to play the Majestic two weeks after that. Or playing the Majestic two weeks after that, so I never got that either. What the fuck? <laughs> That's weird. Hey, I mean, get the bag. I yeah, guess. right? Straight yep. up. All right. Uh, What were we getting into more? Let me see. Check the notes. Got that. WrestleMania, Coach K, Final Four. Grammys. Man, I'm glad Coach K got knocked out. I'm not going to lie. I didn't want him to go out. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a Duke hater. 
Uh, I mean, who? Duke alum, Mike Posner. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. Uh, so with that said, I want to know what would be your message to any upcoming artist or anybody struggling with making music or anybody that's like listening to this and be like, I, you know, like just some advice for somebody like just starting out. Um, for upcoming artists, I would say just go and meet people and make friends. Like you can be the most talented person in the world, but if you just sit in your bedroom all day and expect to blow up that way, uh, got bad news for you. Um, and as far as like art people that are like struggling with music, um, I would highly recommend going to therapy. Um, I was like on the verge of almost quitting probably like four ish years ago. Really felt like I had exhausted every avenue I could have tried to go with my music and said everything I could say and then um, went and talked to somebody and kind of realized that I was just in my own head and uh, like uh, it's something I enjoy to do it's something I'm good at doing and so why not keep doing it and so yeah I would just say um, if you are having these existential crises which sometimes artists tend to have um, it's okay to seek help you're a pro therapy guy I knew I was gonna like you hell yeah yeah man I must say everybody I, I recommend therapy for everybody it's cool to just have like that unbiased person that you can kind of you can talk to and without like judgment or whatever it's just yeah i really enjoy it man so uh with that said let's take us out of here uh what do you want to play to close oh dude we didn't get, uh you know we'll break down the dreamville j cole uh mixtape the well, the collab with gangster grills i'm gonna break that down next week because i didn't spend that much time with it i don't know if you, did you listen to it yeah i gave it a listen i liked it a lot um it was a good balance of like the more current drill trap shit but there then there was some good like the ari lennox tracks on there are incredible like the beats that they picked out or she picked out are awesome that and then the uh the red hot chili peppers album which i spent a little bit of time with i finally got through it uh it's an hour and 13 minutes it's a whole wow. vibe too like one thing i read uh because i know neil neil and i are going to touch on this this week for sure or next week for sure so i don't want to like give too much away but i really enjoy the fact that they sound just as crisp as they did when they first came out that's one thing i do love the fact that i heard that or neil actually informed me that they didn't use any computers when recording this album this album was strictly on tape which was dope. That's really cool to hear in 2022. Uh, I I really enjoyed the vibe of this man. They they really got that. I mean, because they that they are Southern California. When I think of Southern California, I think of Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think of like a Blink. I think of like you know art like that style for sure. So I really enjoy it. I'm gonna give you guys the full breakdown on it next week. And yeah. Let's take us out of here, man, with a little bit of... I'm not going to play Red Hot Chili Peppers just because of, you know, there. Uh, <laughs> what about another uh, song of Isaac's? Yeah, man, let's take out some Isaac Caster, man. What, yeah, what, song, you, what song do you want to hear, Doug? Um, let's take them out with... Uh, let's play Retrospect. Cool. And then before we do Retrospect, uh, any uh, any socials you want to plug or anything like that? Any people want to shout out? Um, yeah, Isaac Caster, uh, I-S-A-A-C, uh, and then C-A-S-T-O-R, like Castor Oil, uh, IsaacCaster.com, um, Twitter.com slash Isaac Caster. My Instagram is Mista Caster, like M-I-S-T-A, Castor Oil. And then, um, yeah. Just Google me, I guess. All right. 
Uh, any shout outs or anything like that too? Oh, um, yeah, shout out to uh, all my middle finger music homies. Um, shout out to my parents, my sisters. Um, shout out to uh, Beats and Brews podcast, man, for having me on. Because uh, I love doing podcasts and love listening to podcasts. So as much as I can be in this environment, I'm happy to be in it. So Dude, I'm, honestly, we appreciate you having you on. Uh, yeah, hopefully, don't let this be this. Don't let this be just this. Let's you know keep in touch. Do some Absolutely, stuff in the future, man. Right? No yeah, thanks. Thank say, you for being here. Yeah, yeah we man. yeah My have pleasure. you back on. I want to see. See you know where you go in the future with this, man. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. I'll be back. All right, man. Uh, let's take him out with some retrospect featuring uh, Bub Rock and Aaron Taylor off Isaac Caster's The Rabbit Hole. Time I kick bars and put my pen to the pad My mind drift off to my sins of the past But still my response just a grin and a laugh I'm alone with my thoughts drinking gin in the lab Still picking at the scabs Got a wicked gift for gab Love money but never liked the arithmetic of math I'm like a little kid how I be skipping in the grass No warranties needed I'ma build the shit to last Look I got a team of dogs like Margaret. Don't start shit. I put your body parts on the black market. These half-hearted rap artists really make for bad targets. Go get a job at the tax office. Rap a profit now. Eating good crocodile. Show up and rock the crowd. You do sound like Gangnam style. Probably need a tranquilizer just to calm them down. Me and Bubba break you off with the raw sounds. My mama told me. Mama Oh, wait, wait, wait.